I'm Zach Weiss, and you're listening to Across the Cavs on the Basketball Podcast Network. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome inside the latest edition of Across the Cavs on Sunday, November 20th, 2022, just about 9.30 p.m., 10 minutes As was the case in the last episode, since the Cavs picking up another victory, they played the Miami Heat, who were down Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, and Gabe Vincent, and for the second time in three days, came away victorious. Inspiration for today's pod goes to Isaac Okoro, who played 29 minutes off the Cavs bench. He shot the ball eight times, made four of them. All four were were good in the first half, his first four attempts. 13 points all in the first half, four rebounds, two assists, plus 26. Cavs are without Kevin Love in this one. They're also without Dean Wade. Karis LeVert got hurt in the first half, did not play in the second. So they had just a seven-man rotation to run. They took a big enough lead that Lopez and Neto could play the last eight minutes. Diakite and Isaiah Mobley could enter afterwards. And this is just what the doctor ordered. For the Cavs, you know, they needed a game where they could come in and play well and they could be their best version of themselves. And they absolutely were. Donovan Mitchell only scored 13. Same amount as a Coral, but it didn't matter today. He was plus 15, dished out five assists, had just one turnover. And given the fact that we turned the ball over 19 times, that didn't even factor in to the final of this game. You know, the Cavs got it done. And they looked real solid over the course. Took a little while to get going in the first quarter. They had 11 points about eight minutes in. Okoro was bringing the juice off the bench, and they did it. This comes on the heels of Friday night's victory over Charlotte. It shouldn't have taken overtime, especially shouldn't have taken two overtimes, but everybody that was on the court made the plays. You know, DG came up clutch in that one, and Evan Mobley really delivering in the game's waning moments. They snapped a five-game skid against a very bad Hornets team. It doesn't matter. It took two overtimes. The more important factor is that they won that game. For all the losing that's been happening, a win came out. Now, no win is perfect. Of course, it took way too long to earn the ultimate victory. But you do love to see it because the Cavs were 8-1. and one. They were the talk of the NBA for a bit. Kind of came back to earth. And now that's a couple wins in a row. We're 10-6 and six in the East. That puts us tied with Atlanta for the third best record. Boston at the top. How about this for a stat? The Celtics are 13-3. and three. Two of those three are to the Cavs. So, essentially, the Cavs have the secret sauce to beating the Celtics that no other team in the league has because they're 13-1 and against the rest of the NBA. You love to see that. This is a very good Celtics team. The only other team that has beaten the Celtics besides the Cavs is the Chicago Bulls, who did so on October the 24th. So, given the Cavs' two wins over Boston, they haven't lost since November 2nd, by the way. They have played nine games since November 2nd. And then tomorrow, fittingly, they play the Bulls. 
So perhaps the polls can come in and remind them what's good. And, you know, we'll see the next Cavs-Celtics game, if we can make it 3-0. We're a while from that. March 1st in Boston is when the Cavs and Celtics will get together. That's a Wednesday that the teams will next meet. So um, hopefully maybe I'll be at that game over at TD Garden where the Cavs and Celtics have had some great showdowns, a couple playoff series. But getting back to tonight, this was all about Okoro, and it's probably going to end up being called the Okoro pod. I want to apologize to you, Isaac Okoro. You probably didn't listen to this, but there is a chance you did. And if you did, you heard me completely bashing you, making jokes about family picnics and kids scoring more than you in games that don't even count. They had the same number. Okoro was averaging 2.7 points coming into the night. The fact that he can make two threes is big. Before November 13th against Minnesota, Isaac had not made a single three-pointer. He's just two for 16 on the year coming into the day, so to go two for five and make your first two is huge. The plus 26 net rating marks only the fourth time this season he's had a positive net rating. Three of those four, by the way, in the last four games, in which he's logged 28, 24, 16, and 26 minutes, respectively. And this was obviously his best output. First time cracking double digits. The four rebounds tied for his highest in the last 10 games. He doesn't make too many decisions on the floor or have to. But for the fifth straight game, he had just one turnover. It really isn't giving the ball away. Sure, there's been some hesitation at times, but he's not turning it over. You know, I'd love to see his aggressiveness and his confidence. His minutes have been up. It had influenced Jetty's minutes, but they could both play big tonight. Jetty, 37 minutes, 20 points, 12 boards, 3 assists, plus 39 net rating. So there is more to discuss on tonight's game. And we'll have a preview for the Hawks game at the end of tonight's pod, but we'll be right back. Step aside. Quick word from DraftKings. NBA fans. The NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets, like which team will win, total rebounds, points scored, and more. Personally, I'm all about Cavs. Give me Cavs points. Give me Don rebounds. Give me everything Cavs. And with bigger payouts than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back, folks. Zach Weiss with you, dissecting today's Cavs victory over the Miami Heat. We're now sitting at 10-6. and six. We're talking about Jetty Osman and Isaac Okoro, plus 39 and plus 26, respectively. And Jetty was that guy. He made four threes. He was getting to the basket. He had four offensive rebounds in the first quarter, which really helped the Cavs as they spread the ball and they found their open shooters. 
for the day. They were 13 for 37 from deep. Darius Garland played a big role, only had to give him 27 minutes. Very impressive that you're able to get Mitchell and Garland each under 28 minutes of action on a day where you only had an eight-man rotation. The blowout obviously helps. But Mobley was the only starter to play over 30, given the fact that we got the Hawks tomorrow. That is fantastic. Evan turns in another strong performance, 15 points, 10 boards, 5 assists. Four of those rebounds were offensive. This is the fourth time in five games that Evan has had double-digit rebounds. Look at his scoring output from the last seven or the last the last seven games, starting with the Clippers game on November 7th, 26-16-20. An off day with four, but then 20-21-15. He's had five assists in back-to-back games. He's just he's been there. He's not making threes this year at all. He made 23 last year, not like it was a big party, just two for 12 this year. Has taken only one in the last seven contests. But he's he's been there. He's making shots. He shot 50% or better in five of the Cavs, or six, excuse me. I get these numbers right. Six of the Cavs' last seven games. Evan Mobley has been there. He's making plays, and he's shown a lot of growth in year two. He's getting to his spots. He's not forcing things, as AC would normally say. You know, He's letting the game come to him. He's not forcing the issue. He knows when it's his time. But we, we can be a little worried on the negative side. The Cavs did just win by 26. They did lose Karras to an ankle injury. We're without Kevin Love because of a thumb issue already, which happened in the last game. Not sure exactly when Dean Wade is going to make his return to the lineup. And he's been tweeted about by a lot of people this season. And he's been him. At times, that game against the Knicks, he was cooking. Got to give Dean Wade a birthday shout-out, though, of course. He's now missed, unfortunately, five games in a row. Last time he played was November 9th against the Kings. He's averaging seven points, which is a career high. 3.3 rebounds just off a career high. 53% field goal shooting, which so far is a career high. His minutes are at their highest. His blocks are a career high. He's had some strong games. He had his 22-point scoring output for the first time in his career. He tied his best with six threes in a game. He's tied his best with four free throws in a game. He's had some multi-steal contests. You know, there's been some good things that he's done. And it's too bad he's not playing right now. Hopefully, you know, he's able to get himself right and he can get back on the court. But for right now, we just want to wish him a happy 26th birthday because there's a lot that he can do for a basketball team, and we're missing that on the court. No doubt about that. You know, Dean is invaluable, and you got to celebrate him today. I really hope he's having a fantastic birthday, that he's healing up, that he'll be able to get back on the court soon. But injuries are going around the league right now. We saw Duncan Robinson limp off in the fourth quarter of the Cavs' blowout victory tonight. John Moran is out an extensive period. Tyrese Maxey is out an extensive period. You know, so many players around the NBA. Kate Cunningham with a shin injury. He hadn't dealt with too many injuries last season. He played 64 games, and that includes starting the season a little bit late and having to sit out a couple back-to-backs. Kate had improved his scoring, rebounds, and assists this year. 
for a Pistons team that is hoping to ascend a little further. Cade has now missed six games and won't be back anytime soon. So the rookie Jaden Ivey, who we're going to see pretty soon, is going to be leading the Pistons for a while. Uh, they have a lot, a couple other projects. They have 19-year-old Jalen Duran, who's looked really solid, given how young he is. He just turned 19. You know, they got Isaiah Livers, who's coming along. Marvin Bagley still trying to find his footing as a higher-level player. Given how high he was selected, there's still some pressure on him. But hope all these guys can get well soon. This has really been an injury campaign so far, and you hate to see it. So hopefully players can get back and get themselves on the court. But going back to the Cavs, we got to be happy about tonight. There's no question about it. They did what they had to do. They got the dub, and now we're 10-6. and six. Very nice 16-game start to this point. You can consider everything that's happened this year, and that's really not too bad. We got the Hawks tomorrow, who had an incredible win. Was watching that one last night against Toronto. The rookie, A.J. Griffin, had a few baskets in overtime after John Collins had fouled out of the ball game including a wild last sequence. Toronto ties the game off free throws with just a few seconds left. The Hawks take the inbound. Trey Young breaks the press and throws an alley-oop to A.J. Griffin at the rim, who lays it up and in at the buzzer. So despite DeAndre Hunter, who had been perfect at the line, missing twice, they got the ball back after Toronto's free throws, and they delivered for the win. An incredible game. Now we want to beat them, because the last time the Cavs saw the Hawks, they got knocked out. It was the play-in still. Although it was losing that play-in game that did get them the pick that became Oshai Abaji. And that led eventually to him being part of the Mitchell trade. We would not have had him as an asset, but still. That was brutal. They got Trey Young. They got DeJounte Murray. They got the big and Capella. They got John Collins, who probably won't foul out. It'd be great if he does. Got to go at him to make that happen. Got DeAndre Hunter. I think the best way would be attack Trey Young defensively and make the non-front court guys be the ones to beat you. We know what Murray and Young can do on the court. They have been a very impressive one-two this year. So we're going to have to make the other guys be the ones to beat us. So it's going to be a thriller on the court in Atlanta. So stay tuned. Likely no post-game pod unless something absolutely ridiculous happens. And just feeling the need to get out there and get that post-game episode in. I'll have more guests for you in the coming weeks. We'll have some Utah Jazz content to come. I have a member of the Utah Jazz pod from within the basketball podcast network from jazz beats so hopefully get some more Cavs content creators on here as well keep spicing things up we'll see dan galinsky again real soon might get quinn back on but that'll do it for today's episode i'm zach weiss saying so long and we will see you soon on across the Cavs. checks out on apple spotify and everywhere you get your podcasts